Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter Season 2. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and this week we are pleased to be joined by Mike Holmesy. He is the founder and owner of Curbside Clean out in Montreal, Canada. Mike, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, Mike. Thank you so much for taking some time. I think this is going to be beneficial for everyone, but especially for folks in Canada, considering you guys have that expertise. Before we get into all of it, the first question I want to ask is, yeah. what event inspired you to start Curbside Clean? Um, so uh, I was, I'm already in residential maintenance at the, at the moment. I have a window cleaning company. We offer a number of services. And over the years, I've been asked many times to clean people's bins, and I've done it. And mm -hmm. I understand firsthand that it's not a fun job. Um, I don't enjoy doing it and, uh, but there is a lot of demand and the money is there obviously. So in doing that, I started doing some research on how I can be more efficient in doing this and how I can take the steps to protect the environment and stop using the harsh chemicals that I was using. So, um, I hopped on YouTube as I do for all my research and I came across a company in the UK that had been doing this and I saw the system and I was super intrigued. I was impressed and started doing my research for manufacturers near me. Um, and that's really what led me to, you know, start researching the industry and, uh, and speaking, reaching out to manufacturers around me. That's awesome, Mike. And I know, yeah. I mean, I remember we first started speaking, I believe it was 2020, like August timeframe. Um, that's right. and it was a process you obviously rightfully so had a lot of questions, wanted to make sure everything was prepared properly. What were some of those things that were going through your head? Obviously, launching a new business is a big deal, but especially you're dealing with somebody in the United States. So we're not too far from you being on the East Coast, but there is that barrier as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I spoke to four or five different companies in, uh, in that time. And when I, when I finally got a hold of Sparkling Bins, I actually spoke to you you were my point of contact from the beginning. And I think the, the biggest thing for me was it was the only company that I spoke to that I didn't feel pressured or I was being sold on something. Um, you, one of the first things you told me was to do my research, to speak to people in the industry, to understand if this was something that I wanted to get into uh, by speaking to people who were in my position, you know, maybe a year prior or, before that. And, uh, so I started speaking to people. Um, I spent a lot of time on the phone with you. I, I, I know we had a mm -hmm. lot of back and forths, um, but I felt comfortable. I felt like I was getting involved with a company that was going to be there for the long haul, not only a company that's going to sell me top of the line equipment, but will be there to help me grow my business. Awesome, Mike. And another trait that I know it's important to you and your entire team that you took from your maintenance is customer service and also hiring the right types of people for you as an owner. What's some of the most important traits that you want to have with everyone in your company? I, I want people who are, are people's people who are going to be able to interact with, with the clients, uh, not just show up and provide a service and take off, but be able to have a conversation. Uh, one of our biggest pillars is the education, which I think everybody needs to have in this industry. Um, you know, for us here in Canada, it's, it's brand new. People don't quite understand it yet. They're still coming around to it. So, our business is built on um, that education. We want to provide consistency both in the service we provide and in uh, in that customer relationship. So um, we're only two that work 
with curbside. So myself and my sister, uh, who is our only operator, and she does a fantastic job at, you know, taking the time to explain to people what our service is all about, the benefits of it, the reasons why um, we're able to do what we do without using those harsh chemicals. And uh, she's a perfectionist. So, um, you know, that consistency is always there. She takes every maintenance clean as if it was a first time clean. Uh, and she doesn't walk away until she is happy with it. So those are the two big things that we, we strive for in our company. And I think it's pretty evident by your five-star Google rating that clients are satisfied with it. How important is it to get those reviews? And what are some of the keys that you guys have found to success in converting those leads? Because some people say to you, oh, great service, but to actually get them to deliver and write out their thoughts and opinions, that's another ball game. Yeah, I love that question. Um, you know, the, the reviews are, are a big part of our business. Um, they're not everything. I mean, the most important is to make sure that the client is satisfied. If we can get a review out of it, then that's great. Um, but in my experience over the years of customer service and residential maintenance, the, the key to getting those five-star reviews is really not to let the client sit with it, right? So you're at the house. If the client is home, being a new industry and a new service, everybody has that skepticism of, is this really what it's made out to be? So Samantha does a fantastic job of knocking on the door when she's done and asking the client if they'd like to see the bin. Um, obviously they know what it looked like before because they called us, um, but their reaction afterwards, the satisfaction and how happy they are, that's the, the opportunity to really get that review from them. So what uh, Samantha does a great job of is asking them if they would leave us a review. And most people say yes. Uh, I don't think we've had many or any that have said no. Um, but the key is to try and get them to do it right away and not be pushy. So uh, a very simple question, you know, do you have a smartphone? Most people say yes. Okay, do you mind if I send you a link to our Google reviews? And that link that she'll send them takes them right to the review itself. So it's opened up on write a review. So they have it open on their phone right away and there's no time to think. It's a lot harder for somebody to say no to you when you're face to face uh, rather than on the phone or by email. So by having that open on their phone, um, most people will just do it right away. And whether it's just the five stars or they want, want to write a couple comments, post a picture, it's open on their phone. So for whatever reason, if they do close it, once they open it back up, it's right there. Um, and you know, if you're providing a quality service and, uh, and uh, you're, you're doing you know, exactly what you said you would do, People won't have a problem leaving that review. That's the biggest thing for us is doing it on the spot. Um, we also send out a, um, an email at the end of every season, and this is an email thanking everybody for their support. So we start by thanking them, and then we'll ask people specifically for a five-star review. And this is something that I've realized that works very well, asking specifically for that five-star review, not just a review. And we'll end it by saying, if you feel like you didn't receive a five-star service, please give us a call. And we will do whatever we have to to make it better. Um, luckily, to this day, we haven't received a call, knock on wood. Uh, but that also works well. I think at the end of our season last year, we, we got 40 reviews in the matter of two days just from that one email. That's awesome. And you guys are in your second season. You started in spring of 2021. How are That's things right. going in year two? And what do you think you've learned from year one into your second season? Uh, things are great in year two. Uh, we started our season with 90% returning clients, which was great, who registered mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season for the whole season. 
I mean, that was a, a big boost for us um, to have all those customers, you know, happy with the service enough that they'll register in full for the for the coming season. So that was great. Um, uh, one thing that we learned was to narrow down our service area. That was a big thing for us. We we kept it quite small at the beginning, but after year one, we realized where the demand was and we narrowed that down a little bit. And that has really helped us in a lot of ways to be able to take on more clients because we're doing less driving. It obviously saves a lot in the cost of gas with, with the price of gas going up. We're not doing as much driving. Um, and we're, we're also targeting areas where we can find larger contracts. So we're working with a lot of condo buildings now who have 10 to 20 bins in one spot. So we're not doing as much driving. So those are the contracts we're looking for. We're happy to serve anybody in our service area, um, you know, whether you have one bin or 20 bins. But the biggest thing is narrowing down that, that service area that has really helped us in year two. Overall, now finishing up your second season, what do you feel like the per- public perception has been of curbside clean and just trash bin cleaning in general out in Montreal? So we had a tough time following up a company that was doing this before us. And this must be three years ago. And they were forced to shut down their business because they were caught dumping water on the street while they were driving. Um, so that, um, you know, following that up and helping people understand, you know, how we dispose of that water um, was, was a big part of it. Um, but it's really comes down to that education. Um, you know, so we're not trying to compare ourselves to anybody or bash somebody for, for doing it another way. We have a brand new system that's completely different than anything else that is out there and that anybody had in our area. So showing people what we're capable of is, is where people really start to change their mindset. Um, you know, you can explain to somebody all you want that we clean trash bins, but they might still think that you're showing up and you're doing it manually. So when they really see the system in action is when they really start to understand what, what it is that we do and the service that we provide. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter Season 2, Victoria Conway alongside Mike Holmesy from Curbside Clean out in Montreal, Canada. Mike, I know firsthand some of the challenges you had considering we had to get it across the border. There's paperwork, there's ensuring everything is put together and (laughs) delivered in a timely manner. Do you care to share with our viewers just some of the challenges, not only with, of course, crossing the border, but you launched peak COVID. Um, So I'm sure that also threw a monkey wrench into some of your plans. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Um, Starting all this during COVID, obviously getting the trailer across Canada was the first thing that was before we started. And, uh, it was challenging. I remember that week like it was yesterday. It was <laughs> a lot of back and forth between you, myself, the shipping company, um, but we made it happen. Um, obviously, we would have loved to make it to Florida to to meet all of you at Sparkling Bins, and uh, mm-hmm. that wasn't possible. Um, so we had to find another way. So we had it shipped across the border. That was great. But I think the biggest thing that most companies have dealt with um, not only in the beginning of the pandemic, but still now is finding staff. That was, that was very hard to find not only staff, but myself not being able to be on the road, finding someone that I can entrust with the truck and trailer um, to service my clients, uh, you know, take care of them the way I would. That was the hardest thing. And uh, I got really lucky with my sister uh, looking to, 
for a change in her career. And uh, we sat down, we spoke about it and she decided to leave her job and come and work by my side for curbside and be the sole operator of our business. So as challenging as it was, I don't think I could be any happier with how it worked out to have my sister by my side for this. Um, and then, you know, like we just spoke about people's mindsets, uh, flipping people's mindsets. And I use the word flipping because we don't ever try and convince people. Um, you know, we want to educate them and let them make the decision for themselves. So uh, that's something that Samantha and I have worked really hard on is how can we educate people and teach them in a way where they make the decision to, to change the way they look at this new industry in our area. Um, that's the best thing we can do is educate. Um, but I think the thing that works best for all is when people see the system in action. They see what we're capable of. They see that that water is being taken, uh, contained in the system and brought to be disposed at a water treatment facility. Um, so I think those are the challenges that we faced and still continue to face to this day. And in order to educate clients, you need to bring their attention towards you. You guys do a phenomenal job with social media. I'd say particularly TikTok. You guys went viral with one of the first videos that you created. What methods have you found to be most successful in terms of gaining attention on the company to then where you can then educate them? Yeah, so social media is huge. It's free. Um, it should be used by all. Um, TikTok is a great platform for storytelling and we don't use it for conversion. Um, you know, we really use it for that visibility, not only for our company and our brand, but for the industry as a whole. Um, it's, it's really a storyteller's platform. So whereas Facebook and Instagram, you know, you can post a picture or a video, uh, that might get some traction people on TikTok really want to follow a story. They want to follow a journey. So whether you're doing that in one post or over the course of multiple posts, um, that's what people are there for. And they'll come back to see more. Um, so TikTok really is used for visibility and we love doing that. It's, it's fun to put videos together, to put some fun music to it. Um, and the comments are the best part. Uh, you know, people respond with positive comments. People respond with negative comments, but I think we learn from every one of those comments, whether, you know, whether it's negative or positive. Um, the nice thing about TikTok is you can use those comments and create a new video with it. So we'll leave a lot of our videos open-ended um, or sometimes they don't make a whole ton of sense or they, they leave out a little bit of information, but that's done purposely because then people will comment asking a question and we'll use that, that question to create a new video. And, that's what I love about that platform is you can continuously tell stories, but you don't ever have to seek uh, creating that content. You use the questions and create content based on that. Uh, so TikTok's a lot of fun. Um, Instagram and Facebook, on the other hand, are used for converting. So we'll, we'll get into a lot of the Facebook groups, the community groups, and we will pull uh, communities. And we did that at the beginning. We asked people, you know, would you pay for this service? How much would you be willing to pay for it? And that's how we came out, up with our price points for the company. Um, so using, using all the tools, the free tools of social media to your advantage is a massive help uh, in any business, not just this one. So far in your second season, what's been the biggest surprise or something that maybe you didn't anticipate that might be different from your maintenance building 
maintenance cleaning apologies that surprised you the most with trash bin cleaning? Uh, I like I like that question. And I like to relate it back to TikTok because in in creating the content that we have, um, I've gotten calls from around the world of people asking about the business, about the industry, wanting to get started, wanting to franchise our company, wanting to buy their own system. I think to date, I've spoken, I was looking at it the other day. Um, I keep a list of all the, the numbers of, and names of people I've spoken to. Just TikTok alone, I've spoken to over 200 people in the past two years uh, who have reached out regarding the industry. And <clears throat> excuse me, I, I like to get them on the phone. Um, you know, if they message us on TikTok, um, we'll give them our number and we'll tell them, call us, let's have a conversation. Because I know when I got started, there was a ton of excitement and there still is. And I think one of the ways for me to keep that fire under me uh, while I go further in this business is to help other people with their excitement. Um, you know, I get just as excited as I was when I started, when I start talking about somebody else and they get fired up. So having those conversations is great because it, it not only helps them, but it, it boosts my motivation um, and all the reasons as to why I started this in the first place. So I would say biggest surprise is how many people are interested and have reached out and I've had to, I've gotten to have those conversations with, and some of them have actually gotten started and they've gotten started with sparkling bins, which is even more exciting. On the other side of it, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about the industry now that you're in your second season operating? Yeah. So those are, I mean, the same ones that we always hear that nobody will pay for this service. I think, well, I know we've proved that wrong. Um, and that's been proven wrong for years now. Um, there's, uh, another one I like is there's no way you can make money in this industry. Um, <laughs> no way you can make money cleaning bins. We've proved that yeah, wrong as one. well. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I, I love those because, you know, those are, those are questions of, from people who just don't know, right? They see it. They've never seen it before. It's new to them. Um, and there's nothing wrong with those comments because had I not known, I probably would have, had I not done my research, I probably would have thought the same thing. Um, but I, I've cleaned bins by hand. So I know that people are willing to pay for it. And if I can find a more efficient way to do it, then, you know, all the better. Um, and you know, it's not a get rich, uh, overnight type of business, right? It takes time. So those comments where you can't make money in it, you know, you just have to be patient in it. Um, it will come, uh, all depending on how hard you want to work at it. Or I, I know through conversations with you and conversations with other companies that you put me in touch with when I got started, so many people are in it, are in it for different reasons. Um, you know, I, I got into it because. I love the concept. There was a demand in my area and nobody was doing it. And um, I had the opportunity to add it to the services that I already provide. Um, some people are in it as a retirement business. Some people are in it to, you know, as their full-time business. Other people are in it to, you know, pass down to their kids. So, you know, it doesn't matter the reason you're in it. It takes time. Um, you're you're going to succeed as long as you work at it. So, um, you know, I, I love those comments because I, I just love to flip people's mindset in, through conversation. So whether it's through comments, uh, conversations on TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, or in person, uh, I welcome those conversations. Along your journey, do you have a favorite interaction with one of your clients? 
Absolutely, I do. Um, so Samantha is the face of our company. She's our sole operator. She handles most of our clients because I'm more focused on my my window cleaning business. So uh, we work we work together um, on a daily basis to you know provide the service that we do. But she really runs the company, and uh, I'm happy to have her by my side. But my favorite interactions are clients that have called me because I'm not on the road to have those interactions with them. Um, the ones that call me to tell me how impressed they are with Samantha, those are the memorable ones for me. Um, not only how she represents the brand and how good of a job she does, but even the ones, people who aren't clients who call me to say how incredible it is to see a young woman handle a truck and trailer like she does. The respect that she has on the road, um, the way she can maneuver it and, uh, and, and represent the brand. Uh, I love having those talks. That's awesome. I think you're going to get me a little teary eyed thinking about working alongside, you know, with a family business. I think until you do it, there's obviously a lot of moments of stress and going back and forth like any healthy sibling relationship, I'm sure. But that's that's really awesome. Like you said, something that you'll remember the rest of your life. Absolutely. And yeah. I like that you touched on branding, too. Yeah. Everybody says that, you know, it's hard to work with family and I'm not going to lie. It is. But there is a way. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we we worked very hard in our first year to find that balance of how are we going to make this work? How are we going to separate work and our family relationship? And, you know, we had a very honest conversation and it wasn't easy, but we worked at it and we continue to work at it. But, you know, I, I'm incredibly proud of her and to have her by my side representing our brand. Um, it it means the world to me. And, you know, to hear that feedback that you know, the face of the company, the one doing all the work is, uh, you know, is really impressing people and, and, sh and showing that respect for the brand. Uh, it's, it's really a good feeling. I mean, if you're going to be in the trenches with anyone might as well be family, right? That's right. I know you touched on branding and I remember when you were coming up with concepts for your company, that was a really important focal point to you. Why was it so important and how satisfied are you with the way that you guys chose to go about it? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, it was very important for me, one, because I, I'm very self-conscious. I always have been. So in the back of my mind, I, I care about, you know, how things look um, and what people think. And I think the biggest thing was the color, right? Um, we wanted to go with this orange. And there was a lot of research that went behind picking that color, understanding what the color meant. Um, so every color has a meaning and orange was, is found to mean um, it's trustworthy. Um, it also touches on cleanliness, which is more geared to a blue color, but it also taps into the orange. And, um, and there, were, there were a couple other reasons why we like that color. I mean, the specific color we went for, um, it's a very, it's called a satin so it shines in the sun, but it also looks matte at the same time. Um, and it was just a nice color that really stands out. And there are no other companies in our area that use an orange as branding. And I wanted something that was simple enough that when somebody saw the color, they knew what it was. So in our branding, along with the color, the truck and trailer are very simple. There's not a lot of writing on it. Um, CurbsideClean.com. So our logo is our website. That really saved on space in, in the branding aspect of it. And as soon as somebody sees the logo, they know that that's the website as well. So they kind of put it hand in hand. Um, 
and we wanted, yeah, we wanted simplicity and we wanted that across the company. So it starts with the truck and trailer. Um, it, it trickles into the website, which is very simple as well. And, uh, the, the website is completely automated. So, uh, a couple clicks entering your, your personal information, the bins you want to have cleaned and, and they're done. Uh, the system does the rest. Uh, we communicate with the clients via email or by phone if we need any more information, but our, you know, our system takes care of all of that. So, um, you know, cleanliness, simplicity, trustworthiness, those were the, the key pillars to the branding. And Mike, before we let you go, what would be the biggest piece of advice that you could give to a young entrepreneur trying to get into the trash bin cleaning industry? Yeah. So doing your research is huge. Um, you know, finding the right company. So, you know, as, as you had recommended to me in the beginning, um, speak to other companies, um, you know, see what's out there, understand, you know, the market and understand your market. Um, I mean, there's no other company out there that's going to provide the service that Sparkling Bins does, not only in the quality of equipment, but in the continued support throughout your business. Um, you know, I know you and I speak a lot um, we're constantly in communication and I love that I can reach out to you at any point to ask you a question. Um, I mean, and I, I felt like that with anybody within sparkling bins. So doing your research and finding the right company to manufacture your system for you and your needs is very important. Um, understanding your market and the market you're going to service is also crucial. And that's where we love the tools that Facebook provides to be able to poll your audience to see if it's something that they would like and how much they would pay. So I recommend getting into all the community groups um, where you can target certain areas and see specifically if that area would be interested in your service. Um, and uh, I think my biggest fear in the beginning was talking about it because nobody else in my area was providing the service. I was scared that if I spoke about it to anybody, that somebody who had the opportunity would take it and get started. And um, that was that was a big fear of mine, but I realized shortly after, as soon as I started talking about it, how much support I got from the people around me. Um, you know, that, that really motivated me to, you know, really take this on and stop questioning if it was the right idea. And at that point, there was no more fear of someone taking it from me because I was doing it. And no one, no one was going to stop me from doing it. And um, if I, even if I had some competition, I, I would still be doing it. Patience is huge. Um, patience is a big thing. Um, don't rush into anything. Uh, it's a very exciting industry and you can get caught up in that excitement. But be patient in doing your research and uh, you know, making sure that you're, you know, you're ready and able to take this on and put in the work to to make it work. Um, it, it's not, uh, it's not a get rich quick scheme. So, you know, it takes work just like anything else and you have to constantly work in it. Um, you're going to just get better the more work you put into it. So, um, that's a, that's a big thing and utilize social media. It's free. That's, that's my biggest piece of advice. Social media is free. Uh, you don't need to pay for advertising. You can, and it will help. But if you understand social media and how to use it to your advantage, you will succeed. And for you guys, you're two years into it. Where do you see curbside clean in the next five to 10 years? We're starting to get into a lot of dumpster cleaning now, and we're doing that with our SB2. So it's, you know, it's manual work. Mm -hmm. um, we can still provide a quality service, 
but the more we get into cleaning more and more dumpsters, um, the more we're going to have to change something. And that just means upgrading our system. And when we upgrade our system, um, you know, in, in that time, because we take winters off, that's where we'll be seeking to find those contracts, lock in those contracts to be able to, you know, upgrade our system and get started the following year. So I say one to two years, um, you know, we look to upgrade that, upgrade our system and get into commercial dumpsters as a, as a regular service. Um, three to five years, we'd love to expand into new areas. That's something that we're definitely not going to rush into. We, we are yet to maximize the full capacity of our trailer. Um, and there's, there's still more to come. So we're going to be patient and continue to service our areas and, uh, try and build bigger runs in the areas that we do serve and three to five years, uh, looking to start pushing into new markets. Um, you know, I understand that three to five years is a lot of time and there, there will be some competition coming in and that's fine, but we really want to build a strong foundation before we start pushing out too far and risk losing what we've created. So, um, patience is key, but we, we will get there five, 10 years. I would love to start franchising across Canada. We've had a lot of demand to franchise, um, spoken to a lot of people who want to franchise and we've given them the option to start their own company and help them with that. But they, it comes down to our branding and that's what they love. And they really want to franchise as part of curbside clean. So, um, again, patience is key. We're not going to rush into that. And, uh, over time, that's what we love to see is the brand, uh, expand across the country. Well, thank you so much, Mike Holmesy from curbside clean. Make sure to check out their socials. They've got about 1900 followers on Instagram. That's at curbside clean MTL. They've got some great content on TikTok as well. They've done an excellent job in the last two seasons, launching a business in a different country than where they got their system from. The fact that it's a brother sister duo is even more incredible. And I know from us here, Mike, it's always a pleasure working with you and Sam and the amount of people you talk to is incredible. And everyone's always speaking so highly about your passion for the industry. And that's something that's really important to us. So thank you so much. We appreciate the partnership and I think this was a great episode. So thank you for making some time for us today. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate you and the whole family at Sparkling Bins. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Mm-hmm.